Hey everybody, welcome to the Psychic Wives. I'm Kathy Rumsey. And I'm Ginger Hendry. And I am Derek Robin. And today on our episode of the podcast, we have Tara Lewin, who is uh, here to talk to us about Reiki, but she does a bunch of other stuff too. She's an animal communicator, which is how we all know each other, which is lovely to see her again. You do angel tarot oracle cards also so welcome tara if you want to just give a little intro to yourself that would be awesome hi thank you so much for having me i've been looking forward to this like mini reunion of (laughs) (laughs) it's great to see you all together again um yes so i am a holy fire and karuna reiki master i'm a tarot angel and oracle card reader and like you i'm an animal communicator um and i also do animal distant animal reiki um yes and so so tara and i met god it was a couple years now ago at um at omega i didn't know you guys met each other at omega we did. Oh, cool. I was uh, TAing for a workshop that she was doing. And um, yeah, one of my favorite group. What a great group of people you went through that program with. I miss Omega. I miss, oh my gosh, I miss Omega. I bet, I bet there's a whole lot of people who are missing Omega right now. But anyway, so welcome to the podcast. Um, we'll just, we'll jump right in, I guess. Let's talk about Reiki. So I'm a Reiki master also, although... Ginger, are you Reiki Master? I'm Reiki Master. I'm Reiki too. I never went for Reiki Master, yeah. Oh, I'm Reiki Master too, but Tara's taking Reiki Master to the next level. (laughs) (laughs) Tara's like double Reiki Master. Yeah. And um, so let's just jump into it because I I love Reiki and I do offer Reiki though. um, I I don't know. It's with the whole pandemic too, it's been weird. And I'm sure that you're experiencing that as well, that, um, you know, just like massage and some other modalities have had to, um, go by the wayside here for a little bit in person. But, um, let's talk about actually how you got started on your, like what, um, can we start with what is Reiki to explain to people? Do you, do you, because that's really hard for me when somebody says, what is Reiki? I'm like, uh, maybe you do it better than we do. Yeah. So I mean, I'm sure you do. You know? so now we're going to, we're just going to jump into it. This is just a real, it's a test, Tara. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I need my number two pencil. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Is Reiki, no, I'm just kidding. So do you want to explain Reiki in kind of layman's terms? Sure. Um, layman's terms, um, it's an energy like channeling healing modality. Um, and it's important to make the distinction that the practitioner is just a channel. They're allowing the energy to flow through them. Um, and the energy is divine. It's like intelligent healing, divinely guided. Um, so what that means is I wouldn't work on, um, a client and be like, oh, I want to like heal their stomach and put all of my intent and agenda into that. Um, it's, it's the divine and the wisdom that kind of inherently knows where the energy should go and what it should heal. Um, and going back to the channeling aspect of it, um, it's important for the practitioners to do their own shadow work. Um, so if, 
a practitioner is like having a bad morning or struggling with something, we have to just kind of put all of our own humanness aside to allow that energy to flow through us and work for the highest and greatest good of the client. So be as clear a conduit as you can possibly be. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. And I remember when I was taking my, my Reiki courses that um, the Reiki master who I studied under just so beautifully put it of like, you know, there's, there are some things that we do as the practitioner beforehand to open ourselves up and to get the flow of the energy going. And she was saying how, you know, when you're doing that work, it's like you're opening up, you know, the, your crown chakra to let the energy in. And you think of yourself as a straw, because I remember when I was studying it, my husband was like, but if you're giving energy to people, aren't you taking energy away from you? And it's such an important, I think, piece of information that people can misconstrue is that when we're giving Reiki or sharing Reiki, we're not using our own energy. So it's not, I actually find doing Reiki sessions very energizing to me because as the energy comes through, I, I receive it, you know, I benefit from it. So I'm assuming that's, you know, maybe you can put that better or something, but. Um, like that thing yeah. when you give a session, you get a session kind of. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Maybe not get a session, but you definitely aren't. Yeah. Like, yeah. I never, I never have stopped a Reiki session and been like, oh my God, I'm so glad that's over. I'm exhausted. It's always like, <laughs> oh, I feel good. You know, so. So let me ask a question actually to, to Tara, but to, to everybody, um, when you're doing Reiki or when you actually, when you first started, let's say, could you feel any energy? Could you feel anything like in your hands or, um, okay. Cause the, I used to, my hands would heat up. Like you just would not believe, but then after I did it for a while, my hands don't always heat up. Like sometimes I can't feel it. And, and whoever I'm giving Reiki to will say, uh, you know, they're, they're receiving it. They can feel it, but I can't, I can't always feel it anymore in my hands or in myself. Tara, do you feel it? Yeah, that's true. Um, usually I feel it um, either, as Ginger had mentioned, with heat. Sometimes I'll feel it actually cold. Sometimes it'll feel tingly. And then sometimes it'll feel like it's just getting kind of pulled out of the palm oh, of my hand yeah. in waves. Yeah. Or, or it'll be pulled like out in just like, uh, I don't know, shooting out as opposed to waves. So it's all different. And then as Ginger said, sometimes I don't feel anything. Um, it just, it just kind of depends. And uh, Ginger, when you had mentioned the heat, um, sometimes I'll be out and about in regular life and my, my hands will light, light, they're kind of like light up or heat up. And I know that there's like something that needs it um, so rather than send to a person, um, you need permission to do that. So I will just send out to the environment or the general room or whatever. Um, I had been out, um, at some assembly, I forget what it was. And I mean, my hands were on fire being, <laughs> on fire being guided to the woman sitting in front of me. But I, I could not do anything because I didn't have permission. Um, and in that case, I didn't even send to the room. I just kind of had to just 
as inherently as I was guided, I knew my place and I knew I didn't have permission and I just did nothing. Um, That's so fantastic though. That talk about having to do our own work and those of us who are over givers and fixers, holy cow, is it uncomfortable to sit and go, this is not my thing to fix. And that's so beautiful. But it's such an important, important, important piece, I think. So I'm really glad you brought that up because, you know, like you said, Kath, people that are like, um, I didn't call you Kat, I called you Kath. I heard. (laughs) (laughs) To all you listeners out there, that was a pre- That was a pre-conversation, but- But but I think it's really super important what Kathy had said about we're we're givers, we're caregivers, and we know what we know about this stuff, and we we want everybody in the world to get this stuff. So there's that piece, but then there's also new people that are like, oh my God, I can, I now can do this. So I'm going to give it to everybody, everybody. You can't do that. And it's not just with Reiki, it's with everything. It's with, you know, Kathy and Ginger and I are all mediums. And so, you know, and I, I know there's people out there and shows out there that you walk up to somebody and say, Hey, your grandmother's here. No, you're, you, what I, are you know, it's a- do that. You know, no matter what it is, psychic, mediumship, Reiki, no. What I get a lot is people calling me saying, there's a lost animal. Can you, can you help? And I'm like, well, if the owner contacts me, and I love that you care so much about that somebody in your town has a lost animal, but I, I cannot, unless the person who actually owns the animal gets in touch with me. And that's not about booking a session or whatever not about the money it's about ethics it's about about integrity yeah yeah Yeah. so i get it i actually get it a lot in readings when i'm doing intuitive readings not so much animal communication readings but somebody will say you know i'm interested in this guy you know what does he think of me or you know like i i cannot connect to that person um and so i get a lot of that in intuitive readings yeah that's a really big great piece that you brought up there about that that permission thing and it is you know so now you have to figure out like okay i got this heat going on i know there's somebody around and now you have to figure out how to release that yourself or get like do you Mm -hmm. have how do you do that I just, I mean, I almost had to just sit on my hands and be like, I just. <laughs> well, that's when you do the, the self-Reiki treatment. You just can do like Reiki on myself. Yeah. So, so backing back up a little bit um, to, you know, for those listeners who don't know what Reiki is and all of that, um, I just want to share, must've been like 20 years ago. I was at actually a, um, I had therapy dogs. I've always had therapy dogs, but um, I guess, so it wasn't 20 years ago. It was like 15 years ago. Um, I went to this like monthly meeting of a bunch of therapy dog owners and the woman, it was actually down in Connecticut. And the woman whose house we were at did Reiki on her dogs. And it was the first time I had ever heard of Reiki. And, um, but she was describing what it was. And of course she just has a bunch of dog handlers there who are like, what are you talking about? You crazy lady, you know, kind of thing. (laughs) And um, so she had us get together in pairs, like just humans, no dogs, and had us each rub our hands together, you know, rub our palms together, our own palms, and then hold our palms up to the other person's and try to feel where we could feel their energy. And it was so interesting because I was paired with a woman who could not feel anything. And I'm like, oh my God, it's like 
it's like a sparks, like sparkler shooting off of my, and she could feel nothing. And it was so interesting to have like two people paired up. And I had never done that before. I had never experienced it. And I was like, holy cow, this is so cool. Yeah. Um, Terry, I have a, I have a, so I want to kind of talk about just the, 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 when I was first taught Reiki, it was literally the hand positions Reiki. So for everybody that doesn't know anything about it is, is, um, you know, your client is on the table and there's certain positions where you are holding your hands on, um, the, the person's body, both the front and then they roll over and the back. That's way, way, way back when, when I just for you know, first learn Reiki and some people do it that way. Um, but then there's also, um, what I call intuitive Reiki. Like if I'm giving Reiki to someone, I'm not doing the hand placements on that. And I'm also not a feeler in my hand. So I don't get often what you guys get the hot, the hot, the whatever, sort of the same thing when I'm like doing a body scan on an animal. It's like, okay, show me on my body, what's going on in your body. I don't feel it usually in my body but my attention is brought to that. So when I have a client on the table, if I'm doing Reiki to them, it's just that my attention is being brought to the area that needs the work. So Tara, jump in here because, because you know, and Kathy had mentioned this, now we're doing everything remotely. So you, you I don't know if you can ha have hands on, on people at this point, but that's why you can do Reiki distance mm -hmm. is like over the phone. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like, did you learn hands-on positions and then graduated to intuitive or do you still do hands-on? or whatever. I still do both. And it's kind of like you described as a student, we learn the proper hand positions, but then um, the more that the Reiki masters practice, we, we get into our own groove, so to speak, yeah. and also get led by the intuitive guidance that you mentioned. Um, and when I first heard of distant Reiki, I was like, what is that? How could that work? Um, and it's kind of hard because our human minds are stuck in the 3D. Um, but the best way like to describe it, I think, is like it's energy, so it transcends space and time. And if we think about how the sun is so many millions of miles away or whatever, and the light mm. Transcends that and reaches us. Um, also, as a Reiki uh, practitioner, we learn the symbols, and there's a specific symbol for distant healing, uh, which is helpful. And distant healing is just as effective as in person. And I, I know that just sounds so hard to believe, but I've been a recipient of Reiki myself even during the lockdown, you know, I, oh, yeah. I do self Reiki, but sometimes it's nice to have benefit from somebody else. Like, you know, a hairdresser wouldn't always cut their own hair. Sometimes they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I wasn't completely clear on how it was going to work. And I knew it was starting in a specific time and I didn't get the phone call from the practitioner. And I'm like, huh, I wonder like if they forgot. And then, whoa, like I felt it. They called a few minutes later, but prior to them calling, I just felt it a warm blanket kind of washing over me and just feeling a little bit more clear and refreshed. Um, so that is like physical evidence kind yeah. of like, like 
evidence that it was happening already before I even knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And it's funny because I was, um, when I was, uh, earlier this year, when I was getting um, treatments, I had another colleague of ours that we all know, um, reach out and say, Hey, I, you know, can, can I send you, you know, I, I feel like I'm useless to you right now. Can I send you some Reiki? I was like, hell yeah. You know what I mean? And, it, and she was like, 3.15 on Tuesday, I'm like, sweet, you know what I mean? And for me, it was just like, I just like went and got into my comfy place and just kind of chilled or whatever, but you absolutely can. And I love that you said that blanket, because I don't know how, anybody, how you can describe it. It's not like you're like, or anything, you know what I mean? You just feel like really good. It, like, I, I don't know how, but so the warm blanket is really good kind of description of that yeah. you know? like high vibe and what i liked about the distant reiki session that i received that i hadn't anticipated was a lot of times when i am receiving reiki i will get a little drowsy or super relaxed and calm and when i'm out at a studio where someone is doing a session on me then it's like i gotta like totally pull out of it to like get my credit card out and go downstairs and start my car and drive home um, and for this distant session when i was in my own house on my own reiki table it was nice i could just like i could be in the moment and take 20 minutes to just kind of bask in it before i got up that's cool that's cool so are you what do you do you prefer talk to me a little bit about because there's animal reiki and human reiki you can do this on animals so do you mm -hmm. do more human or do you do more animal um it's funny right now i'm doing more human and that's for me for self reiki and doing it distance you're doing mm -hmm. it distance yeah okay yeah, and also in person um, for someone who lives nearby, um, because Reiki doesn't have to be hands-on, so there's no issues with that. Um, and I'll also do Reiki on animals. Um, I'm offering that. Currently, I'm offering animal Reiki as a service, but humans, I'm kind of working with my own community and family members. But now that we're talking about it, um, you guys are kind of some teachers getting me to... <laughs> step out of my comfort zone and, and we're going to give you that that little push that you we're need. really good at finding the people that we think are good and talented and forcing them forcing them yeah, hands. Right. we're really good at forcing their hand <laughs> so, so tell me about the tell me about the um animal reiki method that you do because there are a couple of different uh trains of thought on animal reiki yeah, there are, you know, everyone has their own belief system and whatever works for whomever is great. Like I honor mm -hmm. the unique imprint that each of us has. Uh, for, for me, the way I do it, um, earlier in the podcast, I had mentioned about like permission and, you know, boundaries and everything. So animals, um, in my experience, they're on their own path and they're not going to kind of bow to what everyone else is doing. Um, so they're kind of particular and if they don't want it, they don't want it. So I kind of let them lead and I let them guide me with what, what they want. Um, I, I had talked about like the intent, like let me heal their stomach that I, for an animal, absolutely not. Right. It's too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
a human maybe if somebody ha already has a diagnosis and they need they know that they need a but an animal i'll kind of go in next to them and see if they step into it and usually they will most times they will sometimes they will enjoy it from a distance um and i'll you know send as long as they're engaged um they know the animals inherently know when they've had what they need and they don't need anymore right and um, Kimberly, we've talked about that before didn't we? who was um our guest and you guys are uh, were trained by kathleen kathleen Prasad's, yeah the let animals lead well so that's it sounds like is that who you studied with no no i i studied with somebody um in upstate new york Oh, okay. But it seems very similar, like there's that respect along with that permission yeah. and everything, like letting the animals lead as opposed to not like running up and like, you know, hands on an animal and forcing them to, to, to take it or whatever. So. Well, it is really cool because you do learn that. And if you're in tune with animals, which we obviously all are, um, you know, even I didn't do Kathleen Prasad either. I did, uh, I trained with somebody locally, um, but I had a huge pet sitting business. So I offered it, it you know, when I would go to when I was new, especially when I would go to somebody's house in the first time when I very first, fin I think I finished level one um, and I was working with this beautiful, huge cat. We were sitting on the floor and I, and I offered it and he was not too far from me and he got closer and closer and he was a big guy and he ended up curling up under my hands um, and we sat for the longest time and I was like, oh my God, I could, cause I knew, I mean, he, yeah. he, he was just drawn to it. So, and I think I told the story before I had a Yorkie, my, my little guy who I could not offer Reiki to, he would leave the room. He would not, even if I offered it, he could be on the other side of the room. He would leave. He could not take it. So that's Just it is really cool. Super, super sensitive. Super. Yeah. Yeah. I had a cat. Um, he since crossed over in February, but I had a cat like that. If I was sending Reiki to somebody, he would be right there, like by my hip, my all into it. But he got health problems himself, and I would want, you know, to do that. And he honored his own path. He wasn't always willing, and he would do as Ginger had said and just walk out of the room. Yeah. I mean, not everybody's ready but for I, it. But I love, too, if you, if you like, when you listen to this podcast, you'll say he had some health problems and I would want to offer him. Yes. And it's, it's that whole, like you're attached to it. You're, yep, you right. know what I mean? As opposed to it, not that he could ask permission, but, um, and it's funny because you guys can see this on the screen. There's a dog butt right there. See that? <laughs> right there? That's my German shepherd. She doesn't like it either. Like she's got really bad hips, she'll be whatever. And I'll be like, you know what, maybe I'll, and it may, you know, five seconds, she's like, yep, yeah, nope. And she gets up and, and <laughs> so she's like, she won't, you know, and you know. sometimes what I do is I'll just sit, I'll just sit like in my living room and just emanate it. Yes. I will just, yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, it sounds cheesy, but it's no, like, I'll just no. be Reiki. Like I'll just share Reiki to whatever is in the room. And it is really interesting to see all my animals come in and be like, I think I'll just sit. Right oh my God, Kathy, I love what you just said. Be Reiki. Yeah, you just be like. Wow, I really like that. Boy, we could use that a lot in a lot of different instances. And, and it's funny because be I, I, I don't know. I think I might have shared this, this story when I was studying 
animal Reiki. Um, it's like I took a couple of the classes online before I went to, we did, I did my Reiki three teacher training at um, Catskill Animal Sanctuary up in New York. But before that, I was taking online courses and I was, so I was practicing and I was with my husband. Um, he was at a bike shop, which, and he's a biker. So it's one of those, it's like a woman going clothes shopping that likes to clothes shop. Like he just, you know, I just need to find somewhere to sit and just like, just be out of the way. And they have, they have a shop dog and this shop dog, she's very cute. She's very sweet, but she doesn't like people approaching her. And so I, and I know, I know that about her. So I just went and I sat and I was like, I'm just going to sit here and be Reiki. And, be Reiki. Just, and it's so funny because she, she was like behind the counter and I was just sitting there and I was really just, I was just kind of in it for myself too, again, because it's like, it feels good. Even when I, you know, it's just whatever. So she walked over to me. And it was very clear the way she walked over that she was like, give me a little of that kind of thing. So I, I did change my hand position a little bit, but I just stayed where I was. And then I never touched her, like never physically, which is hard for me because she was literally like three or four inches in front of me and she's a dog and it's, you know. Yeah, dog, ah! Yeah, yeah like I want to pet you. But I, but I was respecting her and I wasn't, it wasn't about petting her. And I could tell, you know, in the fact that she doesn't normally approach people. So I, I changed my hand position a little. And after, I don't know, like, I don't remember how long. It wasn't long, like less than a minute. She, I, I thought she was going to walk away. And I was a little like, oh, shoot, you know, I shouldn't have changed my, I shouldn't have, maybe that was too much. Just changing my hand position to be more like outward versus upward. But she actually like started to walk away from me. And then I was sitting Indian or cross, whatever, lotus. Yeah, yeah we know I'm what I mean. Like, you know what I mean. I, my legs were crossed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, trying to be polite. Like, correct. Oh my God, don't say the bad word. Right, go ahead. <laughs> um, but she started to walk away from me. And then she backed up and she put her butt in my lap. And, oh, that's awesome. And it, immediately the intuitive hit I got was my hips. And it was, and it was so cool. It was just like the coolest yeah. experience that, like, um, that. It, I, I don't. It sounds weird to say it worked. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. But, it but was even so though we always do that, still, like we still it, do that, don't we? All when we get off the phone after an animal communication, you're like, damn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it worked. You know what I mean? Like, I was still like, kind of shocked by it or whatever. I know. Yesterday, funny. I had a reading and I got off the phone. And I'm like. You would think I'd be over the whole, like, oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah, no, no, we're not How over did it. I, you know, I think I'm when so we get over it, there's a problem. Do you know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Tara, so, when people, oh, go, go ahead, Kat, sorry. No, I was just going to say, we'll let you talk more because we do. I don't think we preface because you, you already know us, but usually we, <laughs> usually we, we preface our guests with, so we tend to talk over each other a lot. So jump in <laughs> when you need to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when but, people call you, okay, so when you're doing, like, so somebody calls you and says, I want a, a Reiki appointment or books a Reiki appointment for their animal or whatever. Do you, are you on the phone with them when they do it or no? You schedule a time and you send it to them or do they bring their dog to you or all of the above? Yeah, well, usually, I just kind of fly by the seat of my pants and yeah. then I'll send a, a text 
way or an email yeah. afterwards. Um, and Kathy, actually, I just wanted to go back to something that Kathy said, which was an awesome way to say it um, about emanating Reiki. Yeah. Um, I had mentioned the situation where I had that woman sitting in front of me at like a meeting and I, I sensed that there was something that could have benefited from Reiki, but I didn't have permission and there's, I, I would not intrude. That's like a, people should be able to go to a meeting and sit there and not be interrupted. Um, but there have been situations I've been in where I've been out and I, I won't know what person or what the issue is. And that kind of gives me more flexibility in my mind because there's no agenda. It's right. just, uh, yeah. like Kathy had said, just emanate it. Um, it's all about no agenda. You can't have an agenda. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's funny because one time we're sitting it's like in a, We sometimes want to have an agenda and like, yeah. you know, but yeah, we thought yeah, well, because we want to help. We're light workers and we have. Workers. That's yeah. how the rest of us say it. What? Yeah. You say it so nice. We're light workers. We want to help. I go, no, we just want to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to make everything better. <laughs> just sit there and shut up and let me fix it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, for the Corona Reiki um, that I, I took and got certified in, that actually Corona is a Sanskrit and that's, and word. I'm sorry. Corona, and that, not Corona, not Corona. Everyone. Corona. Oh, corona. No. <laughs> okay. For anyone who went, oh my God, there's specific Reiki for COVID-19. No, she no. said Corona. Corona. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank All you right. for clarifying that. Yes, Corona with a K. And an A and a U. U. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, that word is a Sanskrit word, which means compassionate action when it's translated. Oh, cool. So Reiki is about compassion. It's not about intruding yeah. on or putting an agenda on. It's, and the cool thing about Reiki is it, it can be for anything. I mean, we could Reiki our garden or our house mm. plants or the food we're eating or the water we're drinking or oh, our I, have a, I have a couple house plants that could use. I did. I, I, did. I, knit, that. I, I knit uh, baby blankets for um, one of my best friends for her children when they had children. And I did that. I infused oh, Reiki sad. into the blankets before I gave them. Oh my God, um, that's so great. Yeah. I don't yeah. think about things like yes. that. I mean, I'll Reiki myself or I'll Reiki my dogs or try or whatever, <laughs> and, and, you know, but I don't think about things I like actually, that. Actually, my Reiki master sells blankets for her people who come up through her program and become practitioners and you can get a blanket from her that is hand sewn and it's, it's like her, her logo has the seven chakras on it. And so she takes a little piece of fabric and she, in, you know, infuses it with Reiki, I think you said, or she, you know, she, she shares Reiki with it and she puts it in between the layers of the blanket and That's she sews so it and, and it's, yeah, it's super That's cool. really good. Really super cool. And short. then, you know, when you have somebody on the table, you cover them with that blanket. That, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. What were you gonna say? So Tari, you talked about two different types of Reiki that you certified that you are Reiki master in, and I know there are more. Um, there's Holy Fire, and I don't know all of the, um, but what would you say is the difference between, because we're tapping into a universal energy, right? Mm -hmm. Is it the intention of each um, of those that are different? 
I think you hit on a good point, yeah, because Karuna is compassionate action and Karuna has its own set of symbols uh, as opposed to Yushui. Um, Holy Fire has its own specific symbol. Um, and the Karuna Reiki and the Holy Fire Reiki, are <clears throat> they're trademarked. They're taught with the same manuals and the same content, the same attunements. So they're kind of branded, which preserves the integrity of it because um, it's, it's also like the same lineage. Um, there's a lot of different lineages with just Yasui. And I'm not saying that one is better than the other. I'm just saying that the Karuna and the Holy Fire have a distinct like learning process. And so when you were studying, that just happened to be what you were called to as opposed to the, the other. Yes, yeah. yeah. I was called to, to those, um, brand, like Holy Fire and Karuna just spoke to me. Um, and the, in addition to that, I really liked that each of the courses I took were over a three-day period. Like mm. we really immersed, yeah. learned the material. We had practicums where we practice and our instructor watched what we were doing and sensed what we were doing and would... Um, you know, as in, as when you're learning any new art or lesson or whatever, you need fine tuning. And I really appreciated that she took the time to work yeah. with each one of us because there are programs out there where it's Reiki one and two in one day. Oh, that's that's an awful that's lot of content. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes there's classes with a lot of people. So if you're having one and two in one day with 15, 20 in the room. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's a lot of attunements in one day. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I, I really, I just was. Well, yeah. Now one of, one of the, one of the methods just, it doesn't, they don't do individual attunements. They do one big attunement for everybody. So it's. And it's, I, I, it's, it sounds a little weird to say, but I would say for anyone who's interested, kind of um, a little do your homework, but more go with what you're drawn to because um, I think the whole, the whole basis of Reiki is for the, you know, for the best and highest mm -hmm. and it's whatever fits with what you're drawn to, but it, it feels a little like it's almost gotten a little, um, Yep. Political, a little businessy, a little, you know, which is unfortunate. Um, but I yeah, think like pushing that, out one and two in a day. Yeah. Right. But there's but there's also like um even I don't know, like I think even within a certain way that it's taught, even if I might not necessarily be drawn to that way, I might be drawn to the master who's teaching it, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it's really, it's, it's one of those um, things that you just have to let your intuition guide you. You have to feel your way through it. And it can't be something like, well, this person said to go to this person. Right. Yeah. So I think, and I really like, like that really hit with me. What was a compassionate activity? Yeah. Um, compassionate action. Compassionate, compassionate action. I love that. Yeah. Um, I really love that. And I also love that they really, really, really instilled in you that piece of 
sit on your hands if you don't have permission. You, you, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, because again, that's a big thing out there for me. That's a big ethical thing for me. I know people sometimes will, um, if they know what you do, you know, people will say like, are you reading me right now? Are you reading me right now? And I'm like, no, I'm not no. reading you right now. I'm still no. got a glass of wine in my hand. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I, you know, I mean, we, we, first of all, we don't do that because it's, you know, and second of all, it's, it's unethical to do that. Exactly. But that said, I'm sure there are people out yeah. there who do it all the time. I was having dinner with um, um, a friend of, of my husband's and his wife last weekend and we went to their house and um, they have two geriatric dogs, but one is like deaf and blind and, and she, she's this tiny little thing. And I was in the house, the wife had just gotten home from work. The wife's a gynecologist. And she was saying something about this deaf and blind dog. And, and I can't remember what she said, but I said, you know, I think you're putting your stuff on your dog. I don't think the dog feels that way about being deaf and blind. It's not horrible for her, whatever. I said, I think that's your stuff you're putting on the dog. And she's like, I know I'd really love to have you. I'd really love to know what, what she thinks, how she feels, whatever, it, talking to me. And I said, well, I'd be happy to connect. You know, we were, I was making drinks and I said, but you know, I'd have to do it before I have a drink. She's like, no, 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 that's, that's your profession. That's your whatever. And I just joked with her and I was like, you asked and I'm happy to, you know, I'm not going to do a full reading, but I'll, I'll tap in. And I was like, cause I got lots of questions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but it's, um, but it's, it's interesting in that, yeah, once people find out you do something, they're like, give me, give me. Mm -hmm. Well, and if, you know, and not that I'm even remotely comparing ourselves to doctors, I'm not doing that. But have you ever been like, you know, you're a doctor and you're at a car cab party. It's like, doc, I got this thing with my elbow. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, make an appointment then for crying out loud. And, I, and, and I'm not saying that like, you know, I do the same thing, you know, when, when I'm with friends or something, they're like, hey, Jared, you know, so-and-so, you know, my dog's upstairs and whatever. And it's like, all right, hold on a second. You know, like, and, and we do it. We said we do it with each other all the time. Like all we've time. done it. Yeah. You know, I, I, I did it with Ginger last week and we did it for Kathy yesterday and Kathy and I are all the time like, could you ask Gigi? And again, we do that a lot with each other because it's very difficult because of that attachment you have to your own animal um, and stuff like that. But I really, I got to say this again, I know I did, but a really important piece about that um, permission thing there. So, so I also want to, um, if we can, if you don't mind, Tara, because you do other things here. Um, and the, can you touch just a little bit on, like our, you also get clients and you do angel card, tarot card, oracle card readings. So how does that work? You don't have to go into it a lot, but I mean, okay, so people, is that on the phone? They do it. And who calls you up for that kind of thing? Is it like, I have an issue with, you know, a relationship. Is that how it works? How do you do that? Yeah. In prior to, you know, the pandemic, there was more in person. Yeah. Um, now I give clients the choice of phone or Zoom. Both are equally effective again because it's similar with the distant healing. It's like the energy and a psychic connection as opposed to me needing to look at them and yeah. see their face. I don't work that way. It's energetic. And in fact, I actually did a Zoom reading where the client signed on and just kept their screen dark and I didn't know what they looked like or yeah. And that's really cool actually. I have to say 
I would kind of love that because I have clients who, who want Zoom because they want to be able to see me totally get respect, but I'm not used to looking at someone when I do a reading. Mm -hmm. And so it'd be actually it's that's kind of brilliant or I should just take a piece of paper and put it over my monitor so I don't have exactly so you don't you know Um, well let me ask you Tara when you're doing those readings um let's say when you did them more in person Mm -hmm. if I came to you for a tarot reading let's say do I cut the cards do I pick the card physically or do you still do that like what's the intention when you're doing it in person in person I would shuffle and uh the client and I would both focus on the question while I was shuffling and then I would lay them out and the client would select their cards. Um, But over Zoom or the phone, I give them a couple options, either give me three numbers between one and 78. That's how many cards are in a tarot deck. If it's the, I think the angel card deck I has has 44. So pick three numbers between one and 44. Or like you had mentioned, Ginger, like we could cut them and just take the top one off each pile. Um, People seem to, clients seem to like the quick, easy three numbers. It's so, it's so. That's a great idea. I I did a, we did card reading as part of a a class that I'm taking. And it was one of those, like, you know, however, 44 cards in the deck, what, what number? And I was like. You know, it's just one of those things because you go, how would that work? But she calls on me and says, what number? And it's like 17. I have no idea why. It's just like that yeah. number. And then I get it and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the card that's meant for me today. Yeah. So interesting how that works. You know? like, well, I have to tell you, I, I did have done a lot of Oracle card and probably like everybody here, I've got a bazillion. I probably have 12, 13, 14 decks of Oracle cards. And until this last winter, I didn't even realize that tarot was different than, I mean, completely different um, than Oracle cards. And I took this great class with one of our previous guests, Genevieve Hackett, and we did a high tea in tarot. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was so much fun. We had scones and finger sandwiches. Oh my god, and how tea. fun! I'm not kidding. She had like this all her china up, and um, and then we talked about it. And I didn't know it, so I got kind of interested. And in so I've been playing with mm-hmm. it, with tarot in particular. And I bought a couple of decks. And for me, I guess maybe on my personality, it feels more um, traditional. And um, I, I don't know how to to say it, but when I'm using oracle cards, it seems like there's more. Uh, interpretation than in tarot and that's why I like tarot that fits me better so it's really been fun um, I love that you're able to do that because I, I told I told a friend I'd like to do it with her and we're not seeing each other in, in person but I was trying to figure out how to do cards for her over so this, zoom so this may be a stupid question but okay so you do tarot you do oracle you do angel okay and Genevieve was on and did was that Genevieve that did, that did yeah that she thing? does all of that yeah, tarot. Oh. she's been doing tarot for ever so do people know which one they want or do they reach out to you saying, Hey, I've got this. What do I do? Let, or is it into, are you intuitively guided to say, Oh, okay, this is going to be, or do they specifically say, no, I want an Oracle card reading or is it, do you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I wouldn't know what I would want. I, yeah, I wouldn't have either. You know, some of them don't. Um, I did an in-person birthday party 
and people would just sit down and not know what they wanted. And I would say, well, have you had a reading before? If they had had one before and they were used to it, I would kind of lean towards tarot because it's more structured with the suits and the court cards and the numbers. It's more clearly defined. Um, but that being said, there are, you know, there is the suit of swords, which if people are not 100% used to or comfortable, they have some of the imagery, which to me looks fine because I'm used to it. They might be a little bit like gun shy. Um, so if someone hadn't had a reading before, um, I would go towards Oracle for them because it kind of has a most- It's more well, fluffy, it's more easy to digest yeah, kind of. Yeah, gentler. I mean, not yeah. all of them because Oracle, I mean, this the guy is the limit with Oracle. There are so many themes. You could have like a fluffy unicorn deck or you could have right, like right, right. a Halloween deck or whatever. Um, but the Oracle deck that I have is on the lighter side. So for somebody, I actually had someone and it was kind of funny in a way. They sat down and they said, I would like a reading, but I'm scared. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, we're going to use the Oracle deck. And it was just kind of a very free flowing reading. And the cards that the person selected were spot on for them about their spirit animal. And I can't remember, you know, cause there's like hundreds of readings. I just remember the spirit animal stuck out cause I'm a animal person. Yeah. Yeah. And that person got exactly what they needed. And so, because these are, like, I don't know, if, if you've not seen a tarot deck, it's like, you know, there's suits and this and da, 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 da. And I've never gotten into it because it seems like so much. So my thing is, like, how did you, did you take classes on this? Did you did teach yourself? Because it's a lot. I mean, to know the tarot deck the way you do, that's kind of impressive. It, it, I mean, it's a lot. How did you, just playing with them over years and years and years and years, or... Yeah, well, thank you. Um, that was a big piece, playing with it. Well, uh, you know, looking at the pictures and I just have this love for tarot. Like, it's yeah. just hard to describe. It's just like... Tarot, Tara, you know. I was yeah. going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my birth name. <laughs> um, so I just always loved the cards. Um, and that was a big thing for me. It's almost like the cards for me are an extension of myself. And we kind of work oh, together like an artist, their paintbrush is an extension of himself. So it was that love of tarot and getting familiar with it. But then as you said, in order to enhance, um, I took a workshop and I took a class. Um, and, and those things kind of felt more like, again, the enhancement. The foundation was there. Um, and I just wanted to also make a distinction. Um, there kind of are two buckets of tarot readers. There are scholastic readers who go by the suit, the number, um, and court card, whatever. And then there are tarot readers who are strictly intuitive. So I could pull out like the tower card for somebody and then do another reading that night and have that card for somebody and it will mean completely Something. different. Wow, interesting. Because it's unique to the person's circumstances. And that's why I always, people who are hesitant or like they want a reading, but they're a little bit leery or scared. I, my saying is there are no bad cards. There, it's mm -hmm. just information. It's yeah. just helpful. 
information and so if you get the death card doesn't mean you're going to die next week yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. and i have only had that happen one time what death does someone die the next week or that you go <laughs> later it's funny because we had the reading at someone in town um they were obviously very concerned about when that card came up and I read that card first, even though it wasn't the first one in the spread because the person was concerned. And we, as tarot readers, want to, again, I'm gonna use the word enhance. We wanna enhance someone's life. We don't want them riddled with fear or whatever. Yeah. If we do our job as a tarot reader, the client should leave feeling like they have options and control. Um, so I read that card first and, it was so funny because I bumped into them in town like three weeks later and they said, that card was spot on. You know what happened? And I'm like, no, what happened? And they're like, my car died. Like their, their car, car. died. It could <laughs> not be driven. It was done. The brakes went out and it was an older car. And that oh, was funny. No fixing it because it wasn't worth it to put the money into it. And she couldn't even drive it home because the brakes weren't working. That's so, funny. Wow. That's funny. So oh, do people funny. come to you, like, okay, so if I wanted a tarot reading or a, a card reading or whatever, or do most people come and they have like an issue or do some people come to say, tell me what's going on? Or is it both? It's a little bit of, it's funny you say that because some of the clients are so like, they really would like a little bit of guidance with whatever particular situation, whether it's career or money or love. And then I'll have people who like either their friend got a reading, so they're excited and they want to experience it, or they're at the birthday party where I'm reading and everybody yeah. else is getting one and they want, um, so it's a little bit of mix, but the people who are just like, oh, what are you, whatever, um, I'll give them, you know, suggestions of what other people who have asked, have asked, like, here's some questions you might want to think about asking, or we'll just, what do you need to know today? Mm -hmm. What do you need? Yeah. And the cards and the intuition, um, as I had mentioned before, there's scholastic readers and intuitive readers. Yeah. And I'm kind of, if I had to label, I'm not totally into labels or whatever, but if I had to kind of define myself, I would say I'm like 80% intuitive and 20% scholastic. So um, it's just, it's whatever the person wants and the cards are going to sh the cards and the intuition are going to just show what would be helpful to the person. And another important piece of information is a card reading is a snapshot in time mm -hmm. at that particular moment. And if a client doesn't really want that, they have free will to try to change you know what they're doing to get what they want um and i know there are people who you know focus on the future in a reading um that comes up a little bit but i i tend to see in my readings it's more kind of the here and the now and what the options are to get to the future as opposed to saying when will i meet mr wright or mrs wright or or something yes. like that yeah and timing is so hard because humans yes. like view it as linear yes yes and it's not always and yeah. then 
And, and I mean, there's the whole free will thing. There's the, right. you know, that's like the, the, you know, psychically we could all give answers, but my if you personal, like the answer. You could my, well, my person, my personal feeling is it's not about the answers. It's not about getting the answers. It's about the journey to the answers. Like, here's the thing. We all end the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> here's how it ends. We all die, you know, kind of thing. Um, sorry to give that. But, <laughs> but there's also. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so nice of you to join us. Um, but there's also free will, especially if you're talking about love or, you know, meeting a whatever, like, poof, good yeah. luck. Like, yeah. you know, and that's not to, not to give us a pass of like, well, whatever we say, what, but it's, you know, people who are searching for like, just give me the answer. So I know is it's yeah. tough. Cause it's kind of like, no, let's do some work. It I takes the journey know. out of it. And exactly. yeah. the journey is so important. It's, it it's, is. It's, it's everything. It's everything. It's yeah. everything. How long is it, is a, is a reading? I, I'm just like, is it an hour? Is it a half hour? Is it 15? I mean, I know you can do the party things and that's probably like 15 minutes or something, but like yeah. if somebody calls you, how long is it? I give options like I kind of break it down into 15 minutes a piece because yeah. somebody may just have a quick question yeah. and they're good and then somebody's really putting like there's a lot of thought process for something and they need a little bit more and then I've actually had people who we start a reading and then they say oh this was helpful. Can I? Can we keep going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have another question. Yeah. Um, and I'm always happy to do that as long as there's not like another appointment. Um, so I just, I, I really try to accommodate what the need is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love and so that. you're offering our readers or our listeners, our readers, our listeners, a discount on your services, I believe you mm -hmm. had mentioned. And that all your information uh, will be posted on our website. So everyone can find everything there. Um, and I don't know if we, I'm having a, a little, like my brain just went blank brain around. Fart. Brain fart. Yes, a little, a little brain fart. Um, <laughs> I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> Cat um, is um, having a brain fart. <laughs> I call it intuitive amnesia. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. What are you Wait, say that again. Intuitive what? amnesia. Intuitive yeah. amnesia. It's like the erase board just got totally erased, and I'm like, wait. <laughs> yeah. I was just saying something. No. Um. So about your, you were going to offer a discount. Yeah. Um. And all that information will be on our website. And you can mention well, actually the information about the discount won't be on the, what discount are you offering? Okay. Um, oh. so <laughs> that's why I said it. Yeah. Thank yes. you, Kathy. Thank you. Yeah. Um, the discount is ordinarily my card readings are, um, it's $50 for 30 minutes, but I'm offering a special of $20 for 20 minutes. Oh, cool. Um, because it's the year 2020. Ah, good idea. Yeah. So and they how, can just, if they, if they contact you, they can just say, Hey, I heard about you on the psychic wife podcast. Is that how? Yes. Perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. And put 20, um, they can email me. My email address is on my website. Um, because if they book through the website, my website choices we'll are not get, set up. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so they would email me and they would put 2020 in the subject line so that it doesn't go to my spam. Um, I check well, my spam anyway, but I don't know. It's kind of cool too. 2020, let me shoot you that's an email. Cool. Yeah. yeah, and all your contact information and everything, that'll be on our website on the guest page. So before we let you go, though, we, ha we do have a, um, a few questions that, that we um, have borrowed indefinitely from a couple of other <laughs> yeah. uh, shows that we listen to. So if you don't mind, a few, uh, two or three rapid fire questions. Um, the first, I think it will be interesting, um, is what was, your, what was your religious or spiritual upbringing? Um, that was, I'm Scandinavian, so that was Lutheran, um, and I went to church regularly. Mm -hmm. There wasn't really a choice. Um, yeah. And yeah. I mean, that was okay, because each of us are on our own journey, and as a parent, we're on our journey too. Um, and I did like my church. Good, good. I did like my church and did choir and... Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't have the questions in front of me, but I know these questions. So if you could have dinner with one person dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, I would Princess Diana. I just, oh. I just love her. And it's not because of the crown. I mean, the crown is pretty and I love sparkles, but she just, <laughs> she just had such a big heart and the causes that she supported back then decades ago not everyone was supporting them and she was a leader and she followed her heart and she just was resilient with her challenges she's one of those people that i wonder like if she's not already back because it's been what 23 years since she died and i remember i remember because i was my daughter was six weeks old and we were home we were home we were in new york at my family's house for her christening weekend and it was the end of August uh, when the news came on that she had died. Um, so I wonder, though, if she's not already that person, who she will be in her next life. Like the le you think about the lessons that she was learning, like her journey. So interesting. Yeah. Um, cool. That's a great answer. And you know, you could you could ask her that for me. Um, and <laughs> if heaven exists what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I would love to hear him say, I've been waiting for you. Oh, that's, that's oh I'm welling up a little bit. Oh, that's, oh, that's cute. And I'm okay. waiting for him too. Nice. That's great. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Tara. It was um, personally so good to see your face again. I missed seeing you and, um, uh, it was great to have you here and to talk about all the cool stuff you're doing. And um, we will look forward to, to uh, hearing more from you in the future. Yes, thank you so much, Tara. Thank you. I railroaded you into doing this with us, but <laughs> Oh, this was wonderful. I've been so looking forward to this reunion and I really appreciated hearing all of your experiences too about Reiki and the animals and the cards. And yeah. it's always so fun to kind of talk shop. Oh, it yeah. is. Oh yeah. We love it. We definitely love it. As we always say, this, this podcast is really just for the three of us and then whoever else listens, listens. So, <laughs> um, so thank you. So for all you listeners out there, um, Tara's information will be up on the guest page of our website, thepsychicwives.com. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, 
or also on Spotify now. It's a first time thing. That's okay. We're on Spotify. Um, Our individual websites are on thepsychicwives.com. And please join us uh, on Facebook, on our Facebook page. You can ask us questions. You can interact. We do uh, live with the wives on Facebook every once in a while. so that and that's just at the psychic wives so anyway thank you all for listening we will uh we'll talk to you next week see you next time thank you